Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd. How, how have you been, Ali? How's uh, the, the wild, wild east treating you? It's, you know, surviving. We just got past uh, a bunch of rain and storms. It's like right when April started. It's like, you know, April 1st, April Fool's Day, right? Mm-hmm. People woke up to snow in most parts of the East Coast. It wasn't snowing where I was, but it was raining. It yeah. is interesting that, like, we're, we still have, like, I think, like, a week or so of winter left. But just now, I would say this past week, we started to get, like, normal weather. <laughs> By which I mean it's, like, in the 60s and 70s. Did the hedgehog or what's his, what is it? The groundhog see his shadow or some shit? The, grounds, more... the groundhog did say there was going to be extra winter or something. What's his name? Paxatoni Phil? I don't know. Some shit like that. There's some, it's got a long ass name. Yeah, it's Paxatoni so there some, something. There's, there was some, uh, I think I, this was the first year that I encountered real winter. The first year oh. that I was here. Because I'm going on my second year now, right? Um. The first year that I was on the East Coast, I didn't really have, we didn't have that intensive a winter. No? It's, well, it's, sort, of gla- was... it's sort of glazed over and iced over for a few days, like the, the rivers froze over. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really see like hard, like there wasn't a lot of snowing. It was just ice. What do you Sleet mm-hmm. and ice a little bit mm-hmm. and rain. But this past year, the second year that I've been here now, uh, we had real winter genuine winter so at the beginning of the year and then throughout it's just been snowing periodically and the one thing that i was surprised by and i'm not sure if i mentioned this before is that i didn't realize that snow sticks around for that long yeah dude it stays for a while and it's like it gets all disgusting and brown and shit yeah it gets really ugly but originally i had a thought like snow just kind of melts away no but it doesn't because it stays so cold you just have mm. a sort of, it goes from being kind of this really soft, really nice snow to being just chunks of ice. Yeah, and it hurts, dude. And I'm like, so you are lucky because you don't like really leave your apartment because <laughs> of COVID. Um, but when, when you do start leaving and stuff, fucking the sidewalks get all slick and shit and you're always falling. Yeah, the sidewalks it's... do get slick. In fact, there's a place. I stand by my window, and this is how I know now the winter starts. My window oh, looks right over um, some trees, and then like uh, you could see the parking lot. And there's this part right in the parking lot where the steps lead from the sidewalk to the parking lot, and that gets really icy in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I just fall. stand by the window with a cup of tea, and I just watch people slip on it all day. You're such a prick. <laughs> I'm not, what what do you want me to do? Like, I can't go out there and stop them from slipping, so I might as well go, watch it. Go so buy I just the, sit there and watch. The salt. And like, my average is about eight people. Um, it's eight people a day? Eight people. It's a, it's a very common, very popular walkway. Everyone walks through it, and everybody slips. What the <laughs> just fuck? Kinda, just, uh, <laughs> and but like, do they catch themselves or they fall? No, no, they all fall. A single person has been able to catch themselves uh, because there's nothing to catch yourself on. Oh, there's no like railing or anything? No, because it goes once you leave the the stairs, you're right on the parking lot. And the parking Mm -hmm. lot is a little divot, it's a very small divot. 
Mm. If you ever, when you come out here, I'll show it to you. And it's like oh, it's my nice. little spot. I stand by the window. It's a nice little comfortable area. I've got my cup of tea, and I just watch people slip on it as I'm like reading Dude, or writing. That two seconds when you're trying to catch yourself as you're slipping feels like an eternity, and it's like I'm gonna die. Like, well, the best it. part is that, is that slipping is probably the only thing that has been most accurately depicted in cartoons. Yeah, like, whoop, 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 whoop. So everything in cartoons is exaggerating, but I think slipping is the one thing cartoons, like, we don't have to exaggerate this. Because yeah. you watch it, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they, they sort of maybe almost catch this. Oh, oh, nope, there he goes. Let me teach you a trick, all right? Because I've watched wrestling my whole life. There's a way you take a bump that's going to hurt less and will cause less concussions. You have to tuck your chin in to, like, your chest. So that way, like, your, the back of your head doesn't hit the ground. So Yeah, everyone uh, listeners, knows this. Who, anyone who's done martial arts knows this. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and you're also supposed to slap the ground if you can. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're supposed yeah. to put your, like, yeah. yeah. So that, that takes the bump. You can bruise up your arm, but your, your, the back of your head will be fine. Yeah, that's a good same thing if you fall forward you do the same thing you tuck your chin in and you roll on your shoulder so that you hit the back rather than your your neck yeah yep. yeah so yep. you, this, this is why people roll right you roll forward you roll whatever this is the to avoid slipping so anyways that's how i know winter uh has arrived as i watch people mm. fall and slip mm. and when the number increases that tells me the temperature Ah, you oh, sit there today like the, is a, you, today's a 3% day. You sit there like the night's king and just watch these fuckers <laughs> fall. Like, oh, this is this is a 8-person day. day. It's a particularly <laughs> cold day today. <laughs> do you even leave? What do you mean? Like do you do I go out? outside? No, I yeah. absolutely go outside. Oh. Go for walks. I played around in the snow a little bit. Mm. I uh, startled some kids. Some you kids do a snowball at did you throw some yeah, snowballs were, at some there children? Was, uh, they were playing down the hill. So behind my apartment uh, backs up onto a really nice river and woods. And they uh -huh. were playing in those kind of woods. It's a little bit downhill, so you can't see anyone when they're up on the sidewalk. And yeah. they're playing and running around, and they were being a little bit loud. So I made a snowball and chucked a few into the air, and it landed, and they freaked out. <laughs> Did they see, see that it was you? Coming from. Huh? Yeah. They didn't know it was you? No, they had no idea it was me. They couldn't see me. There's just five snowballs, four snowballs just flew out of the heavens and hit them. <laughs> assaulting children with snowballs. I wasn't assaulting them. I was, uh, was educating them in the ways of ice. Curmudgeon, ooh, ice. In the ways of ice. Not, uh, not that ice. Yeah, curmudgeonly Actually. old professor throws snowballs at <laughs> children playing Rat in the scallions snow. <laughs> playing out in the snow. I uh, played around in the are... snow. I uh, uh, took some pictures. Uh, got my shoes really wet. Mm. Well, definitely wearing the wrong kind of shoes, and then got myself some rubber shoes. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I go out. I just don't see people. I try to avoid nah. people. The best my That's day. fair. I think I still go out, but I've been. Um, You've been I pretty think... lackadaisy about this, to be honest. Not as not no not as much as other people like yo mate oh that's not, that's not a particularly high bar there buddy you still go yeah. out I mean, there's a reason why you got covid there no i got covid because everyone in my family got covid yeah, yeah, you all none of you all were careful yeah it's true but i mean i'm relatively careful like yeah, i don't go to, like, to your brothers yeah but i mean didn't you just say you were out drinking the, the day you the night you got a vaccine yeah i went to a restaurant 
I sat outdoors and had a few drinks. That's that's I'm perfectly not, normal. Outdoor dining, dude. I'm not convinced. Like I feel, I'm not I sound convinced. like I sound like I was like in a buffet, you know? Like I went outdoor dining. Like uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I I have been staying home more than I usually do, mm-hmm. and there isn't a lot to do. And like you know, like if you play games for too long, you just get bored. So now I've been watching other people play games on Twitch. As if that's more exciting. You know. Not really, but it's it's kind of fun, cause like, I don't know, like I I remember as a kid I used to like watch you play games, you know, for like hours when you were playing like Mega Man and Ghouls. And I Ghosts think and that's shit. why streaming works, to be honest, because I I can't wrap my head around it. I've said this before, but like I don't I don't understand streaming. But then again, I also don't understand people who follow vloggers or YouTubers or I just don't understand it. Right, like it's just weird to me. I don't get it. I don't get why people get so obsessed with other people's lives. But I think the reason why streaming works is it relies on that that feeling you get when you were a child watching an older brother or a cousin or a friend play video games. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It, I think it taps into something almost primal because we all have that experience. Everybody yeah. who had friends at one point or another sat on their friend's bed and watched their friend play. Yeah. I did. I used to do that for hours at like your place. Yeah, and, and so I think that's what it relies on—that memory yeah. that it unlocked. Exactly. And one of the guys I've been watching—it's like this young cat. He's like twenty-three, twenty-four. Fuck, dude, I feel weird saying these. They're all cat young. Isn't. They're I all know, young, man. Yeah, these these guys. Well, some of them are like in their late twenties thir- and early thirties, which I can relate to. Those like Hassan, what's his face? Hassan Piker. Um, he's one of the channels I subscribe to or follow. Uh, I got it's weird. Subscription and follow is weird on Twitter. His followers always edit his head to be smaller on his body for some. Well, because his body is huge and his head is small, so they make it. Oh. Yeah, they. Yeah, I don't. So I didn't it's quite a, understand. It's a, <laughs> it's a very it's a, bizarre yeah. relationship. But every yeah, it's time a thing. I see his tweets, it's always somebody's like has photoshopped his head to be even small. He's like shrunken head him and yeah, made yeah, his they, body even bigger. Yeah. And just like what the hell type of relationship is this? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, but no, that dude's like. 29 30 you know he's like around my age but yeah anyways there's this cat there's this young cat i've been watching named ludwig agren right i don't know if that's his real name name? i think it might be dude he's like some swedish kid ludwig agren i gotta he has to be because if any american kid is named that then come on man no his name his real his full name is ludwig anders agren yeah, he has so, to be Swedish or Norwegian. Yeah, his family's from Sweden, but like you know, like you know, one of those like Slavic countries. Slavic Do they live there or they live in America? No, no, he lives here in LA, dude. He's from like New Hampshire. Okay. What? Um, yeah, dude, this is kids from New New Hampshire. There's kids from uh, New Hampshire, and they named him this. Yeah, dude, his parents named him Ludwig. Uh, um, parents don't like him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyways, dude. So this guy's been streaming since like March 18th. All right. Non-stop. I'm assuming that's a big accomplishment. Yeah, sorry, March 14th, okay? Right now, it is what? April 7th, 6th? I don't even fucking know what day. It's April Something 7th. Like so, he's going, he's, he's a week away from streaming for a month straight, all right? What's the record? Is there a record? Uh, I don't know what the record is, but like... It's gotta be some is, type of standard I, I think, something. yeah, but like, so this dude literally goes to sleep on his stream, all right? Uh, he would sit there, like, go on dates with his girl on his stream. Like, they'd watch movies, and, like, they're just laying in bed watching movies, and people are just watching him 
as he's doing this shit. He t- like initially he was taking like showers on stream, but like he was wearing like boxers in the whole time when he was doing it. He, like works out on stream, eats, cooks. He does everything on stream. Is there a reason he's doing this? Is there a purpose? So or is this like an experiment? He did a or? he. They have these things on Twitch where they call them like subathons, right? Mm-hmm. Where people will like they try to get more subscribers because the more subscribers you get, the more you get paid, right? So for every subscriber you get, I believe you get like three dollars, right? Mm. Three to four dollars because you pay Twitch five ninety nine to subscribe to somebody, mm-hmm. and then they get like eighty percent of that, right? So they would get like four bucks. So he gets four dollars for every stream for every person that subscribes. Right now, he is currently sitting at over two hundred thousand active subscribers. Oh Jesus. Yeah, so he's made like 800K this month, just this month alone, off of subscribers. Not to mention, they also give like donations and other stuff. Like, there's other ways that you can also get paid. Yeah, I, I you get paid. That a- streamers make like a gratuitous amount of money for what Dude, they actually So, you know, he gets paid for running ads, he gets paid for, he gets donations. What are you estimating he makes in a month? What do I estimate he made in this last month that he's been streaming? Yeah. What's your what's your guesstimate? If I had to guess, one point five to two mil just this past Jesus month. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's probably gonna donate like maybe four hundred to five hundred k of that to charity. Yeah, but still, right? like yeah, you just, it's, you an, just it's a, a huge. House. Yeah, dude, so it's a, it's a massive tax write off to donate like you know a big portion of that to charity. There is um, there is a conversation to be had about just like that, that's an extreme amount of money. For a really yeah. bizarre, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying gaming isn't a skill. It certainly is. He's technically not gaming. He's streaming his not the whole time. Life no, and gaming. He yeah, he's doing both. Like I think, let me let me go on Twitch right now and see. There what is he's there doing. is a bizarre like that. That to me is very weird, right? And we've we've had this debate before too. It's like, yeah, I think a society that pays football players what they do is is a society that's broken, right? Yeah. No, I no offense to sports fan. I I get it. You guys are all in a weird cult um but there is a there's a bizarre when teachers make when teachers make fifty thousand max and they're having to pay from their own salary in order to pay for school supplies right Mm -hmm. and the football player is making millions and that's again it's not in any way shape or form denigrating the skill i see what goes into it right it's not just the games they're playing these people are breaking their bodies down and rebuilding it they're going through hell physically right yeah so a hundred percent credit and and admiration to the athleticism the point is why do we value that over say like what a teacher is doing you know what i'm saying and it's the same thing with streamers i've seen esports i've seen gaming there is a skill to it right genuine skill to it genuine Mm -hmm. talent there but someone's making 1.2 mil for people to watch them eat the, shit, shower. Yeah, that's, that's me. weird estimating. to me, yeah. right? Yeah, that's he's. So he's literally right now. I'm on his stream. He's watching somebody ski on YouTube. Right. Like he's he's posting. He's like watching videos of people, po- like other people's YouTube videos. Like I get it. There is a voyeuristic component to it, right? Like we yeah. all want to be a fly on somebody's wall, right? Yeah. Everyone has like yeah. a small portion. I just can't wrap my head around that that's a living. Right? Yeah, then again, I, then again, I, I sh- I, there was that girl from who uh, 
basically gets paid to be a puppy. Did you see that? What? She's a she. She went viral on TikTok. Naturally, no, I only saw it because it came onto Twitter. But she mm-hmm. basically play acts or role plays being a puppy. She has a collar and she wags a tail, and it's sort of like I'm assuming it's a sort of sexual yeah, it's like a fetish, fetish. Thing, huh? But she, I don't think there's any sex actual involved. I could be wrong, but I don't think there is because it was on TikTok. Yeah, she there probably was no isn't nudity. Ex. She just went yeah. closed. Yeah, um, probably... But from what I from what I remember, she made something like she makes seven hundred thousand. She makes a seventy thousand a month. What? Yeah, from dude, that. that's more than that's more than I think most that's what people make a 70, year. Seventy thousand a month, and I'm just kind of went, oh, that's fucking okay. It's crazy, dude. And so the, the, what we're seeing is these kind of weird concentrations of wealth emerge. Mm-hmm. On one hand, they give the illusion that this is accessible for everybody, right? So they perpetuate the capitalist myth of meritocracy. Anybody can be a streamer. No, anybody it's so can hard. be. Yeah, you know, but that, that, but that's the myth of it, right? Everyone when we talk yeah. about everyone can be a streamer. It's same thing with OnlyFans. That the OnlyFans myth is you too join OnlyFans and you can get this big ass apartment and this big ass house and whatnot. But the reality is that for every one person that's making millions or hundred, even hundreds of thousands of dollars on those platforms, there's tens of thousands of people that are making nothing. Yeah, or like two dollars right? so a month. Plenty of people who are streamers that are making absolutely shite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what I we're a, seeing is this. Kind I had of, a friend who tried it, and it didn't work out. No, dude. Like, you need here's you need fifty a minimum of fifty followers, mm-hmm. right? Then you need to have at least like ten viewers per stream for like a a certain amount of streams or some shit, mm-hmm. and then you get to affiliate, right? Mm-hmm. When you get to affiliate, then people can then subscribe to you, right? Mm-hmm. And then after affiliate, you become a Twitch partner, where mm-hmm. then you start making more money and you can run ads and stuff. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a it's whole a weird tier well, system. With, yeah. It's the same thing with YouTube, right? Yeah. The whole idea of YouTube was that it was a, it had a promissory component to it that anyone could become a YouTuber. It in many ways dis you know dismantled the traditional gatekeepers of entertainment. You didn't mm-hmm. have to be a model. You didn't have to be talented. You didn't have to be a big actor. You didn't need to get a talent agency or whatnot, right? Um, in order to become a YouTuber. Technically, anybody could have become a YouTuber. The reality was that at the end of the day, the people that really made money it was all concentrated in a small group of people, which ironically enough, replicated the same structures of exclusion. They all ended up in talent agencies. They all had managers. They all ended up being roughly kind of the same demographics, right? Conventionally attractive, white, cis, mm-hmm. right? Like the, all of them kind of fit. Yeah, minus that, like the beauty gurus and shit. Minus yeah. the beauty gurus, right? But even the beauty right. gurus, right? Even the beauty gurus played on this sort of vaguely ambiguous ethnic look what people mm-hmm. call the Instagram look. It wasn't really as dismantling as people imagined it to be. But at the end of the day, it, there wasn't that, this big seismic shift. It just gives you the illusion that there is, right? Yeah. It's the myth of meritocratic, you know, of, of meritocracy in capitalism. That if you work hard enough, if you put enough hours in, that you too will be successful. Plenty of people stream and they don't make that money. But the people that do end up making a level of money that is, to a certain extent, obscene. Yeah. Right? Like, a million dollars a month to just stream your life is weird to me. Yeah. And it builds a very, in my opinion, a very uncomfortable relationship with the audience. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird because like so the way that his stream thing works, right? Yeah. Is for every time someone subscribes, he adds ten seconds to how much longer he's gonna stream. So um, I was on there last night and there was like two minutes left. And I was like, oh, this shit's gonna end soon. And then like I went back on there like half an hour to an hour later, and all of a sudden there's fucking like twenty something hours. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And it turns out like the, he got like four thousand more subscriptions. Like when it got down to like a minute. Oh Jesus. Like, yeah, it's like for for some people, it's like some kind of like weird sick joke to just like keep, like yeah. keep giving this guy money. <laughs> yeah, but I think also it's like there's a there's an element of people want to be involved, right? And people want to be part of things. One of the things that capitalism has done is it's really destabilized our sense of community, mm-hmm. right? I, I I remarked about this. I'm not I'm not that old. Right, I'm a millennial. Physically, you're not that old. Yeah, spiritually, I'm ancient. Right, but yeah. <laughs> my soul is is ancient. But uh, physically, I'm in my early thirties, barely. Right, but I can remember a time where growing up meant you were part of a sort of community. That mm-hmm. when I got home from school, there wasn't a babysitter. Everyone just kind of looked out for each other. The neighborhood parents all kind of kept an eye on everybody that was outside. You know, there was just a sort of sense, and you were sort of a part of a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You went out, you played. I'm not saying that people don't do that anymore, but what I am saying is that it seems like one of the things that capitalism has done is really killed that sense of community. And so people have to go and look for it elsewhere, and they find it on social media. And sometimes it can be constructive and beautiful and kind of do wonderful things, right? Yeah. But other times, it leads to this really parasitic relationship where you want to be a part of something, so you're willing to hand over. I mean, like, look, I get it. I have a Patreon, right? But yeah. my subscribers, they, they subscribe to get knowledge. I'm translating, you know, thousand-year-old documents and putting them on there. I'm providing intellectual, you know, actual resources, right? Like an actual content there and i have nothing against people who are creating content Mm -hmm. it is bizarre to me that people would spend their hard-earned money even if it seems like a joke like a dollar or five dollar a year just to watch somebody do nothing yeah i'm sending you a picture of the guy so you can understand why he's a little bit more popular um why is he good looking hey dude he's just a fucking generic white dude every time um Every time someone as one of these show up, they're always, oh yeah, he's just a generic. He's a generic white dude, bro. People but fucking people love are him. Obsessed with him, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, Every, the guys I, got. I see this on guys, I see this on Twitter all the time too. It's like a, there's a there's a one of these streamers that I don't know, I forget his name, but the, his fans always hijack all the um, XQC. The, no, it's not XQC. It's his name is something else. I forgot what it is. He's a young looking guy, just curly haired dude. But that his fans always hijack every single one of anything that's trending. People are like, just like the other day, someone was mentioning a song or something. Carl Jacobs. I think it was actually, yeah, I think it's Carl Jacobs, actually. Yeah, he's part Carl. of the Mr. Beast people. Maybe. He's just a little white dude with, with curly hair. Um, hold on, I'm going to look at Carl Jacobs. Yep, I think it's him. American Gamer. Yep, that's exactly him. Yeah. right on the money his fans always hijack it and they were talking and the way they talk about this guy is you would think that he was he was like one of the most beautiful men on the planet and i, I yeah. saw the photo of him and i just went he's just a dude 
just a he's just a dude he's like a, a basic white dude and i'm yeah. like could just go down the street to the like the, yeah. the local well, like, 7-11 and you'll here, find like 10 of him oh well, okay here's the difference the, the ludwig dude is like a mildly like decently looking average white guy Carl he just looks like an average white guy. guy to me. He just looks like an average white guy to me. But this is the this is what I'm talking about. Like, there's something streaming social media. It has done something to yeah. support uplift mediocrity in a way that I've like really like. We've always talked about mediocre white dudes, right? Yeah. But like, we're now talking about like a whole new class of mediocre white dudes that are being treated like A-list celebrities. Yeah. Fucking Seth, no Seth Rogen's a sex signal, bro. Seth Rogen's a sex symbol to people. Look, I, I look. I'm not judging people for eye of the beholder stuff. I'm not. <laughs> look, whatever, whatever gets your rocks off. Whoever you think is hot is hot. Whatever. I don't really care. I don't get like ninety percent of it, right? Yeah. Some of it you get. Some of it you look at. You're like, oh yeah, of course, right? Like Michael yeah. B. Jordan. That makes perfect Good-looking sense. Good-looking dude. Of I'd, course, I'd, Michael I'd, B. Jordan is a sex symbol. Motherfucker's gorgeous, right? Yeah. You, 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 you go. Okay, yeah, I get that. But other times, <laughs> you just kind of look and you go, huh? Really? I'm, yeah. I'm not following this. This is, this it's reminds it. me of Community. Have you ever watched Community? What's yeah, this guy? The on. main character's name. What was his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? What? Why am I trying to blank on his name? I'm thinking Joel. His real. I'm thinking his real name. His is real Joel name McHale. is Joel something, right? Joel McHale is his real name. Joel McHale. Uh, yeah, that's the other one I didn't get. Like everyone, everyone kept talking about Joel McHale and that character being hot, and I'm always like, something Winger. Jeff G- Winger. Jeff Winger. There we go. And I'm always like. Am I not in on the joke? Am I missing something? In what universe is it? He's just a... He's a Ryan Reynolds looking dude. Not Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he, even, the, he doesn't look like Ryan Reynolds. He's not just Ryan Reynolds, the, the fucking host of American Idol. Ryan Seacrest. Um, Ryan Seacrest. He's a, yeah, he's a slightly less polished Ryan Seacrest. A more rugged Ryan Seacrest. I just I remember everyone's like, oh my god, Joel, he's, so, he's so hot. And I'm like, what? who are we yeah. talking about here? I'm confused. Jeffrey Winger. Jeffrey Winger is hot? Okay. So look, there's something has happened, I think, in in the media landscape and the celebrity landscape and the economy, where I think streaming, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all these things, they've radically changed our relationship to celebrity. They've mm-hmm. radically changed our relationship to community. Like, where do we find our belonging? We don't find our belonging in a church anymore. We find it as being part of a fandom. Right? Mm. Yeah. No, I'm true. a fan of blank. I'm a fla- fan of that. That's where we find our sense of belonging. And while on the whole, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it has this underlying parasitic relation because at the end of the day, those fandoms are all about squeezing every last penny. If you're paying your hard-earned money to give to an artist, right, or a content creator or some type of creative, I get it. I totally get it. That's that's an old relationship. That's patronage. It yeah. goes back to the Romans. It goes back before the Romans. It makes perfect sense to me. Because you're set donating your money to watch some dude grill his hot dogs. Yeah, it's a little weird. And take showers in his in his board shorts. I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my response to that is. But it isn't. It isn't just. I think it, it intersects like hugely with other avenues of entertainment too right it's like it's not just streaming that people do this have you ever seen like people watching tv shows and they tweet about it 
There's like oh, a dude. whole online community about oh of like live TV stuff? shows. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm I'm watch. Uh, we're tuning into to Real Housewives or or Ninety Day Fiance or whatnot. Like, and they just like they're, they're like their entire life is about that thing. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of like or, or like the, the Br- Bridgerton re- recently, right? Like people have been on Twitter. You just couldn't get away from Bridgerton. Yeah, I don't even know what that show is, but I know about it because of fucking Twitter. It's, a, it's about something in the Victorian era. I don't know. There, I, just See, know I think, like, as far as I can tell, it's like a Downton Abbey slightly sexier. There's some I hot think. dudes in it. There is. I think people. The reason it became so popular is because of the main character. Who this? Regis Jean Page. Am I saying his name right? I don't know how you're saying. Sounds French. He became he became a huge breakout star as a result of that. Yeah, dude. Um, been fixating on him. He's a good-looking guy. He is. In fairness, unlike unlike Ludwig von Beethoven and Ludwig Anders Agren. And and Jacobson Carl or whatever his name was Carl Jacobson. Whatever you said it, you just said it backwards. But <laughs> whatever the uh, unlike those people, this guy actually is good looking. Yeah, <laughs> Genuinely, no. is a good looking guy. Yeah, but there is like right. a weird like an uncomfortable like familiarity with the dude. Like he's a stranger. Stop talking about him like that. That's uncomfortable. It's um some, some big uh, some like big Twitter follower was like, I can't wait to give him a part in my bedroom, and I'm just like. Really what? weird. <laughs> this is poor, poor guy is just trying to do his job. Leave him alone. Yeah, reggae Jean. It's reggae. That's how, how you pronounce you say his it? name. Yeah, R E. I let you said the name first, by the way. You noticed that? I didn't say his name. I let you do. I let you yeah. butcher it so people blame you. I don't I, want his I, fans I, coming after me. I I Wikipedia it, and it's R E H dash G A Y. So reggae, reggae Jean Page. Okay. His name is Reggae Jean. If his fans end up killing us in our sleep, it's your fault. Oh, uh, no, dude, they're not going to kill us because Reggae, we have your back. Reggae Jean, we have your back. Um, because you know what? We're with you. Fuck DC. Not yeah. The, not the city. That was interesting. So this is about an article we just read. He, he's this breakout star, right? Yeah. Huge. In fact, he's so big that he's actually not returning to Bridgerton. He's moving yeah. on to bigger projects. Yeah. But we just found out, like, from the Hollywood Reporter that did, like, an investigation that apparently DC Entertainment, an executive, passed up on him being part of the sci-fi show Krypton. Yeah, it was, was Jeffrey Johns. Play, yeah, he was supposed to play, I think, Superman's grandfather. Oh, so uh, Jor-El's dad? So Jor-El's dad, I think, is what the role was. But they literally passed up on him. It's like, oh, I don't think... He can be black. Is was the actual like justification? They for no. Why. They said they said so in a statement paraphrased Tuesday by the Hollywood Reporter, a rep for Jeffrey Johns defended Who was the, the executive decision. that passed up on him. Yeah, he said he believed fans expected the character to look like a young Henry Cavill, who was white and played Superman in the DC films. So. Literally passing him up because he's not because he's not Henry. Looks like Henry. It's a fucking make believe character. Yeah, but th- this tells you something. Like, okay, here's a breakout star, right? Like, he's yeah. so well liked. Like, if he's dealing with stuff like that, now mind you, this was before he was a breakout star. But still, it yeah. speaks to yeah. his talent and how good looking he is, right? Yeah, it's like three years. We ago, talked about this when we talked about Asian representation in our last episode, right? Is the question is. Mm-hmm. 
when you're a person of color or you're a minority or or you're black, you have to be like above and beyond. You can't be 100%. mediocre. You yeah. can't be Jacobson Carl or Ludwig von Beethoven or any of these characters. Ludwig because von they Beethoven can be amazing, mediocre man. and still be successful and yeah. still have millions and millions of women and men and, and everyone in between adore writing them. on Twitter. What was that? They adore them, as I said. Ad- yeah, they adore can... them. Absolutely adore them about how gorgeous they are and whatnot. You have to be the level of the Michael B. Jordan. You have to be the level of the... Reggae, you have to be his level to even have a chant, and even then, some Hollywood execs could be like, mm, maybe not so much. Yeah, and it's it's so DC is notorious for this, right? Yeah. With uh, um, who is it? Ray Fisher, who plays uh, Cyborg. Yes, they got and in trouble for that. Called yeah, out for it. He got called out because. Uh, the way fuckface Joss Whedon, who pretended totally uh, fucked over his character. Yeah, totally fucked over his character, right? Um, I heard in the Snyder cut, like I haven't watched it. I, I haven't watched before. it. No one's got four hours to watch this. Well, apparently, a lot of people do, man. But like, I haven't. But I, su- supposedly, uh, the the character Cyborg is more fleshed out, and it's like a better character. Because like, I remember right. the original one. Like, you barely got like, even though he seemed like the most intriguing one. Like that backstory is the one I. Yeah, want there's to learn the a most. potential there. There's some real potential. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so supposedly they fleshed out his character a little bit more in the Snyder cut versus Joss Whedon cut. And the same thing happened. Ray Fisher had problems, took it up to the Holly, to the execs, right? This Jeffrey Johns guy. They screwed and him over. They screwed him over. But his white counterpart, um, what's her face? The, the person who works for the Israeli Defense League. Um, <laughs> Defense Blank, Forces. Whatever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, Gal Gadot. Trying to Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot. She had issues with Whedon, right? And Whedon was, like, talking shit to her and talking shit about Patty Jenkins. When she went to, like, the executives, like, they, they listened to her. Yeah, they took it very seriously. Yeah, but that, again, that, that just goes to show you that for all the sort of language of Hollywood being woke and liberal and whatnot, at the end of the day, Hollywood has only one real ideology. and It's capitalism and money. Yeah, 100%, right? dude. And so yeah. it doesn't really actually care about representation. It doesn't really care about whether people are people from minoritized backgrounds and marginalized backgrounds are being supported, represented, etc. It just doesn't. And so the, the whole language of liberal Hollywood, it's just complete bullshit, right? It's very superficially liberal. But this is, this is kind of, it really speaks to how alarming the disparity is, right? That if someone like Reggae can be dismissed, what does that say to the countless young black actors that are just getting their start? Yeah, hmm? it's, it's, it's a tough road to climb. So here's the question I have for you. How yeah. many black actors, minoritized actors, marginalized actors, Asian American actors, etc., were completely thrown by the wayside that we haven't heard about? Hmm? Not all hmm. of them have the fame of reggae. Not all of them have the skill. Not all of them make it, right? Yeah. How many are, are existing? How many countless are there we've never heard of, that we never will hear about, that got screwed over by that system? Think about that for a second. Yeah. And um, one example is, uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw in a blank on his name, but it was the character from uh, Heroes, Leonard Roberts. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He, he played uh, the husband to, he played D.L. Hawkins. He was Ali Larder's husband in the show. And they had like two kids and, you know, 
Um, he was. Ali Lauder is the only thing I know about her is that she got her ass beat by Beyonce. In a movie, yeah, she got a big ass mouth. Um, like abnormally, I shouldn't fucking body shame people. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you, were te- you were tempted there. You, I really want to, bro. Built Every- up, hasn't it? It's I swear, dude. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, she was like in a Doritos commercial and shit back in the day in like an NSYNC video, but um, yeah, no, uh, so she played Nikki Sanders, who was like one of the main characters, and D.L. Hawkins was one of the, the leads in the show, right? So Leonard Roberts, the, the character he played, D.L. Hawkins, was one of the, like the main leads of the show, yeah. and for whatever reason, they killed his character off off camera at oh, the God. end of season one, and it turns out. It was because like Ali Larder had issues with him portraying her husband. Right? Really? It was, yeah. It was a very like What's your beef they, with him? She racist uh, secretly? Is that the maybe, issue? Maybe, dude. I don't know, dude. She she, she like, holding up she's holding up all that resentment from when Beyonce kicked her ass in that movie. That was this happened before Beyonce kicked her ass. Yeah. Oh. Dude, when the ex, when the execs talk to to Leonard Roberts they're just like yeah Wait, when did know, he like, when did the show come out the show was back in like what 2008 oh yeah sorry 2006 the, the, the heroes ran from 2006 to 2010 the when, when was movie, the Beyonce movie uh, like 2012 14 oh, I don't know okay. somewhere around those times yeah well then she deserved that ass kicking yeah oh in fictional life, probably fictional yeah it's not real <laughs> we're not endorsing violence on the currently nerdy podcast. But if, if Beyonce punches somebody, we endorse it. Not sure. I'm going to go on record. I go on You're record. Gonna go on Be- record. <laughs> I'm going to go on record. If Beyonce punches anyone. What did I, I support- just tell you about parasocial relationships? We just talked about I don't give a fuck. It's Beyonce. That's our queen, okay? <laughs> like, God. It's queen of the universe. If Beyonce punches somebody, I support I swear it. Swear to God. Listen, people my in-laws listen celebrity. to this, all right? I have to fucking be a Beyonce supporter. People, people <laughs> and their damn celebrities. Yeah, okay. Anyways, so uh, the executives talked to him and just like kind of like killed him off. Yeah, they told him like, yeah, they killed him off. And like they brought it up and they're like, yeah, you know, like it was because of his co-star and blah, 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 blah. And like they couldn't. Yeah, because of your co-star, we couldn't make uh, remaining on the show work story wise. Right. Right. And like it's he he got basically got fired because of her. Right. And then one one of the other dudes on the show, he didn't say who it was, was like, come on, bro. You really think, like, race had something to do with this? Like, you didn't get f- fired because you were black. You got fired because she's she's hot and blonde, and they're always going to do what the hot blonde girl wants, right? Uh, Which, wow. if if race has nothing to do with it, then why bring up characteristics that clearly depict Ali Larder's race? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, obviously they're gonna listen to the to the blonde white girl because that's what sells, right? Well, they 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 did something similar to Orlando Jones on American Gods. So Orlando Jones plays Anasansi, the, the spider god, the trickster god, right? Mm-hmm. And he was really, in many ways, the breakout star of American Gods. Just phenomenal. He had like several monologues. The one that was a uh, really kind of caught the internet by storm was. Rage gets shit done. Anger gets shit done, right? He's talking to uh, slaves on the transatlantic slave trade. Literally, he shows up and he tells them, look, you're gonna, your life is screwed. 100 years from now, your life is screwed. 200 years, 
their life is screwed. And a very poignant speech that ties in their historical experience with the transatlantic slave trade with police brutality in contemporary America. Really kind of brilliant stuff, right? And mind you, this was right at the height of like Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Resonated with people. People loved that speech, right? And he yeah. was in, like mesmerizing as this as the trickster god. Just so well played, so well done, phenomenally dressed, beautifully acted, like just really, 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 really good. I've only watched that first season, and I can tell you that he is the breakout star of that season. Comes mm-hmm. back for like season two, where he does a, a, another kind of really rousing speech. And he was part of the writer's team of season one and two. They put a lot of pressure on him to write for the stories of the marginalized, minoritized characters. And so a lot of the black characters' stories were written by Orlando Jones. Uh-huh. And they were really well done. But then he got mm-hmm. approached by one of the execs who told him that they weren't quite comfortable with the direction that it was headed. And they wanted a quote-unquote less angry tone. They thought they wanted that. They wanted to cool things off, given that, and so his contract wasn't renewed. And so Anasazi, this brilliant character, is gone from American God. They removed him, and they have increased the sort of uh, depictions of Norse mythology and these other sort of mythologies. But who gets lost in the process? Yeah, the Queen of Sheba still exists, right? Yeah. But Orlando Jones's character. And so there's a d- real toning down there. And Orlando Jones was very public about it, very vocal about it on Twitter, and people were just kind of shocked by this decision. But you see this kind of repeatedly, right? That mm-hmm. even when you're good, to, to break out, to get to the level that you want to get, you need to be phenomenal. You need to be the Michael B. Jordan. You need to be the Denzel Washington. You need to be the Sydney Poitiers. You, you need to be beyond in order for you to be palatable to white america yeah you need to be and gorgeous you need to be a good actor right like we talked about this when we talked about week. john boyega oh. right it's like joan oh, boyega yeah, yeah. was such a is a breakout character because he's good looking he's charismatic and he can act right mm-hmm. if any of those things were lacking he would have never become as big as he was no any of those Not things, at all. right yeah. and so you have to become palatable for white america but even when you're palatable for white america you have to toe the line. But yeah, because that's the... to toe the line. But that's the problem with white America, right? Because, like, people... In, in Leonard Roberts' case, right, is, is one that, that I want to bring up, is even when it's right in your face and you see that, like, he lost his job because of a white woman not being comfortable with a black man playing her husband or whatever. Yeah. Oh, dude, don't look at it like your race cost you your job. Like, how the right. fuck else are we supposed to look at it, right? right? And that's the problem, is, like, shit could be literally in the face of white America, and they won't understand right. it. Like, right. I can go on a spiel about how these these Georgia fucking voter laws are racist right. and how they're yeah. targeting certain communities, mainly the black community, right? But when you, when you show this to, like, a, a white person, they're like, well... I don't see a problem with people having IDs to vote. I have an ID. Why can't black people get an ID? It's not racist. Everyone could get an ID. Or, you know, like, no, bro, there's more to it than just an ID. There's, fuck, you you can't give them fucking food in line when they statistically have longer lines in these areas because they remove, like, you know, like, yeah. But it's right there. 
And to call it out, people get pissed off, right? Well, see, that's the, the thing. The calling out of it is seen as more controversial than the actual act itself, right? Right. So, so here you have, if an actor calls this stuff out, like, oh, this is a problem, then they're, they're troublemakers. Then they're, yeah, exactly. they're problematic. Yeah, no one wants to work with them anymore, right. right? But the act of them actually getting screwed over is not that big a deal. Do you see no. that? That's the disparity there. Like John Boyega got a lot of backlash because he was very vocal about his treatment from Disney, right? The fact yeah. that he, I mean, his character was totally screwed. I know everyone talks about The Last Jedi as being very good and wonderful. And look, don't get me wrong. There's some really good parts to it. But one of the most unforgivable aspects of The Last Jedi is that they completely screw over Finn's character. That Finn gets completely cut. His speaking time and his on-air time is cut in half from the original movie. In other words, they respond to the backlash of The Force Awakens of having this black stormtrooper and this black main character. He is a main character in the first movie, right? Mm -hmm. He goes to being a supporting character in the second movie. So yeah, Ryan Johnson may have done some radical things with with, with Rose and may have done some really good things with Kelly Moran Chan and, and, and all these had some interesting ideas, but guess who he screwed over? John Him and the Disney execs screwed over John Boyega. They take him from a main character to supporting actor. And they responded like was, to that. Yeah, barely a supporting and, actor in the third Barely one. supporting an actor. And then, of course, uh, what's his name comes back, J.J. Abrams, and he continues it. J.J. Abrams isn't return, Finn. He continues that. He keeps you. So uh, John Boyega was very vocal about the fact that the, the Last Jedi screwed him over. Completely. Screwed him over. And so he gets pushback. Oh, he's being a troublemaker and all that. Fortunately, there he's got some people who's got his back who are like, you'll always have a job and whatnot. But like, the fact that he got screwed over is not nearly as controversial to most Americans and, and, as him and saying something. As, as him actually saying something. And that's it's what we're dealing shit. with. I think the theme of the show, and this is where we'll leave it, the theme of the show... Well, can I leave with a book recommendation after? Yeah, yeah. The theme of this show, uh, the theme of the show is first and foremost that social media has created more and more opportunities for white mediocrity while giving the illusion of diversity wokeness. That's the reality of it. Is that social media and the entertainment industry all look like they're changing and they're opening up and they're radically becoming democratic and they're being